1: are back during these uh, strange pandemic times, Uh, (laughs) these in a while, and I figured this would be a good time to to, uh, crank this back up again. Uh, This is Rob Howe, publisher of Hawkeye Nation, with uh, your Prospect Podcast, where we talk to um, high school athletes that have committed to Iowa or are considering, considering committing to Iowa, and today we are joined by Indiana defensive end Deontay Craig. How are you today, De- Deontay?
0: Uh, doing pretty good. Doing pretty good.
1: Thank you for uh, joining us. I think this will be interesting for folks uh, shut in their houses. How is <laughs> how is uh, how is this affecting you? I mean, this is uh, you know, I'm sure you're not in school, and it's got to be a different world for you as well.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's it's been interesting for sure. I mean. I lo- all I watch on TV is sports and, I mean, not having any sports on TV has been, been kind of rough and then, you know, just being away from all my friends and stuff at school. It's uh, definitely been a new experience for me and I'm pretty sure a lot of other people that are going through this right now as well, but, you know, I'm just uh, trying to manage it well, you know, getting to spend some good time with my family at home and, um, you know, just, uh, which is probably good, you know, considering I'm going to be going off to college here in a few months. so um, I'm just trying to make the most of it, but you know hopefully at some point I get to go uh go back to school and you know graduate with all my friends
1: yeah, definitely um what's the situation in Indiana right now in terms of where you guys are at uh with school how how have have they shut them down for a certain amount of time? Where are you guys at?
0: Yeah, uh, actually, my friend just texted me a few minutes ago and uh gave me an update, so apparently um the mayor. Officially said, all Indiana schools are closed till May first. At the like, at the the earliest. So, hopefully, that's a that's a set date where we can go back after that. But I mean, at this point, who knows? With everything changing and everything going on, so hopefully we get to go back, but we'll see.
1: When are you guys? when when was uh, graduate When is graduation scheduled for you guys? When are you done with school, or when were you scheduled to be done with school?
0: Currently, our last day of classes was going to be May twenty seventh and May twenty eighth, and then graduation is going to be May thirty first.
1: And what um what was the schedule like in terms of when you were going to get to Iowa? Do you know when that was going to be?
0: Uh, I'm planning to report there uh, June thirteenth.
1: Okay. Yeah. Do you know who your who your who your roommate will be yet?
0: I'm pretty sure I'm I think I'm going to room with uh, Jay Higgins. Uh, Indianapolis kid, so me and him have been buddies uh, growing up since about fifth or sixth grade, so I you know, thought it'd be cool to room with him again in college.
1: The Indiana connection. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you, guys have, you guys have kind of a pipeline coming up here, too, uh, with Coach Bell coming down there and kind of uh, yeah. doing a nice job of selling uh, the Iowa program down there.
0: Yeah, for sure. They've done a, a really good job recruiting Indiana, not just this year, but you know, in years past as well, too. So they're obviously doing something good. <laughs>
1: um, how are, how did you and Jay get to know each other? Cause you're from Fort Wayne, correct? And he's from Indianapolis.
0: Yeah. yeah so the AAU program I played for growing up, um, they were out of Indianapolis and called George Hill Rising Stars. And like, I think it was my fourth or fifth grade year. I started playing with them. And, you know, that's how I first met Jay. And then ever since then, since we both played football too, we always like, we're boys pretty much all year round. So that's how we got close. And then when we both went to high school, our high schools are football rivals. So <laughs> that, that helped the relationship too.
1: Cool. And, um, was it kind of, uh, how did it kind of, I, I refresh my memory, which one of you guys committed first, and, and kind of how did it happen Where you guys both found out that you were both going to Iowa?
0: He committed um, first, I think he committed when we took our official visit in June, um, okay. and then obviously after that, you know, he was in my ear every day, you know, telling <laughs> me, you know, this is where I should go, and this is where, you know, I want to be at, and I ended up committing like mid August and I, I think I told him second. I mean, obviously I had to tell my parents and family first, but <laughs> I told, I told him by the second and he was pretty excited. So, I mean, he, he definitely was a, a, a big time recruiter for them, you know, behind the scenes.
1: Nice. So, um, let's go back a little bit chronologically just kind of Mm -hmm. your your upbringing i know basketball is really close to your heart was that your number one sport initially
0: um originally like i have been playing both since football and basketball ever since like kindergarten first grade but when i got up to like growing up i never thought that i was going to be going to college for football like my main I still played both. My main focus was to get to college for basketball, but I think soft, the, the summer going into my junior year when I started getting interest for football, I was like, okay, maybe I should, you know, (laughs) put more time into this because basketball really isn't working out. And then everything with football started to come and I was like, yeah, okay, this is what I'm going to be doing at the next level. So, um, but yeah, that's what most people don't know. Like a lot of people think that. I didn't play football until high school, but, like, I've been playing both all my – pretty much my whole life.
1: And what type of interest did you have rec- when – I mean, you talked about how it kind of switched and you realized that football was a better path uh-huh. for you, but what kind of interest did you have on, you know, from in terms of basketball uh recruitment?
0: Um, I had a couple, like, interests from the like, you – know, small mid-major schools, uh, but nothing, like, really serious like that. And then, well, like I said, I got my first offer in the summer going to junior year from Indiana State, and then right before the season started, I got Tennessee and Indiana, and then it just kind of blew up from there. <laughs> um,
1: how was that kind of going through that and realizing that football was going to be you know, just kind of that switch of mentality of thinking you're going to, you know, or you're uh-huh. pursuing, you know, playing college basketball and then, you know, it being, you know, the realization that, that football was your path.
0: I mean, obviously it wasn't it wasn't easy at first because, I mean, my body, like, all, all my life I had been putting my body in the basketball shape or at least trying to get it there and then realizing that, like, it was going to be football, like, the hardest thing really is just, you know, making sure my body's ready because I still play basketball, so I can't get, you know, too, put on too much weight because I don't want to limit myself uh, with my high school team. But you know, at the same time, like, just making sure I I get up, get some size up so I can go out there and, you know, uh, produce for the team next year on the field. And, um, you know, I mean – is it hard knowing that, you know, especially with us, what's going on now with the coronavirus and everything like that, like I might not get to play basketball again? Yeah, it's, it is kind of hard. But at the end of the day, I know that, like, football is another love of mine. So, I mean, it's going yeah. having to suck having to lose basketball, but at least I'll still have football. And, like, I'll still do intramural stuff, I'm sure.
1: Which stage were you at, Deontay, in the basketball season? Had you guys made it to playoff time?
0: Yeah, we had just – so we had just won, um, sectionals on, uh, the week, the weekend. And then we went to, um, cause like when you move on, we're moving on to regionals and like every stage you move on, you get like one practice at the host gym that you're going to be playing at the following weekend. Mm-hmm. So we were, we were practicing up at this high school, Michigan, it called Michigan city. And that was on a Tuesday And then we get back, I think, get back from there. Then the next morning we get the um, call from IHSAA, which is like the high school sports organization in Indiana. And they say, okay, we're going to come out with a statement, you know, uh, what we're going to do. Because I think this was like the same day the NCAA said no fans for the tournament. Mm -hmm. And then they came out later that day and said, um, we only get like 75 people per team at the regional game this weekend. It's real okay. Like, at least we still get to play, you know. And, um, mm-hmm. Friday afternoon is when the IHSA came out and said, you know, we're going to postpone it for now. So, I mean, I'm, I'm praying, my whole team's praying that, you know, they stick to the, the postponing and, uh, we get to finish it off, but I mean, if they end up canceling it, at least you know we can say we went out as a sectional champion. So <laughs> at least we didn't go on the loss. Yeah,
1: that's a positive way to look at it. Yeah. Um, what's what's it like playing high school basketball in Indiana? Those of us that don't live in the state hear how <laughs> how big it is. What is it like? Describe what it's like.
0: Oh yeah, it's it's crazy. I mean. I've been blessed to you know, be able to start off varsity ever since my freshman year, and I've played in front of some, some pretty crazy, ridiculously big crowds. I mean, um, one of my best memories of my sophomore year, it was a semi-state game. This one, we were still in 3A, which is the second-highest division in Indiana. We um, were playing in semi-state against uh, Newcastle, and I remember we ran out and onto the court and it was literally like three fourths of the, of the gym was, uh, green and white for Newcastle. Then I remember looking at our bench and we had one little section and like, mind you, Lafayette Jeff's gym we playing at, that's like almost 8,000 people. So just imagine being in there <laughs> with 7,000 people cheering against you and then, you know, having to play against that and then, um, but Indiana is just different. I mean, we had like 3,000 people just at our sectional game. Wow. So, like, that just that just goes to show you, like, how serious, you know, people take basketball here in Indiana. And, I mean, I'm pretty sure that's why they're fighting so hard, you know, just to let us finish this thing out because mm-hmm. they know how much it means to all of us and, like, not just the players but, you know, everybody else that has some kind of association with Indiana basketball.
1: Mm-hmm. Um you mentioned that you started uh from your freshman year in basketball when did you start when did you be like when did you start starting in football
0: <laughs> Um I think at first when I came as a freshman like our school like they're very rooted in tradition including in sports so like originally like they had a lot of the seniors starting over me but I mean I think it was like week week three or four. I think we we're playing the buff. Actually,
1: this is your year?
0: Yeah, this is my freshman year. Okay. We we're playing the buff actually at the buff and that week in practice, the starting, the guy that was starting over me, like he got hurt. I think he broke his thumb or something like that.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: I ended up getting the start. And then the rest was history from there.
1: <laughs> so, so you started pretty much both sports from the get go. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, and how did your body develop? You talked about having, you know, trying to maintain being in in basketball shape, but also yeah. being strong enough to play football. How did you manage that?
0: Yeah, like I said, you know, my dad was kind of he's he's kind of the the nervous dad sometimes a like, lot. He worries about <laughs> me a lot, but I mean, it's all in good love. But um, before I went to high school, like he was very strict on like what I did, lifting weights and like how I worked out and everything like that. Like, he did not want me to lift any kind of heavy weight. Like, so I went into high school football, like, and weightlifting in general, like, at a disadvantage because I hadn't really done much of that, like, Mm. growing up. And like I said, like, my freshman, sophomore year, like, I still didn't really focus on lifting and getting stronger because I was still – like, I did some, but I did it for basketball purposes instead of football purposes. So I, I was still a disadvantage, but, like, the spring after my sophomore year of football is, like, when I really got into the weight room more and started putting on some size. And like, I think I've gained around 15, 20 pounds of good weight since then.
1: What, what are your dimensions, Deontay? How tall are you, and what, what do you wear? Obviously, you're in basketball shape now, yeah. but what do you wear?
0: <laughs> uh, I'm, right now, I'm, like, 6'3 three and, a half and I'm, like, 230, 235.
1: Okay. Um what do your parents do?
0: Uh my mom she works at a doctor's office here in uh Fort Wayne, and my dad, he works at like this this trucking place they drive all over in the Midwest and like deliver like um hospital supplies and like different kind of hygiene stuff like that.
1: So Wow Wow both both important jobs right now. Yeah so, well yeah, always for sure. especially right now.
0: Yeah, for sure.
1: Um. So let's jump into recruiting a little bit. When uh, when did you start to dig into that? You talked about you know the first offers that were coming in. When mm-hmm. did you start to kind of focus on that, or or at least it's. T- I know you want to focus on what sports you're playing, and that's the, yeah. the number one priority. But when how did you kind of mix recruiting in with that?
0: Um. I think after like I took a couple visits. During my sophomore year um, to, like, Purdue and no, Notre Dame. And then after I got the offer from Tennessee and Indiana, like... I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. And that is a harsh lesson in business.
1: Sports is and not as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't
0: want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to the deal. Listen to the deal on Spotify. In like Tennessee offered the day before my first game of junior year and in Indiana offered the day after. And then I think I tried not to you know, take a lot of visits because I'm during the season because I knew like, you know, I need, I want to be with my team and like focus on, you know, trying to uh, get better with them. But I mean, the coaches understood sometimes when like I would miss a film session over the weekend because i was on to visit, stuff mm-hmm. like that. But, um, I think during the, during the season, I got about six, six game day visits in. Um, and then that spring, I took my first official visit to Tennessee and then over the summer after my junior year I took um two in the month of June. The first one I took to Indiana and then the second one I took to Iowa and then um after that it was really um shut down. I think my football team had a, a like a one day camp at Purdue and like I turned like I did the camp and then made it like an unofficial visit kind of situation. But then after that it was pretty much you know, just I didn't take any more visits after that. Gotcha.
1: And for the listeners, um, you can always take these things with a, with a grain of salt. Uh, <laughs> rivals, four-star, 247, four-star. Um, so, obviously, highly regarded by, by scouts, which is great. Uh, Um, offers I'll go down some of these offers I I can't name them all we'd have an hour podcast Um, but as you said Indiana Michigan Michigan State Minnesota North Carolina Northwestern Notre Dame Ohio State Purdue Tennessee Vanderbilt and Washington State how did you how did you kind of whittle a list with that many great opportunities
0: I mean like People think it's, it's really hard, but, like, because uh, one of the coaches actually said it really well to me. This is actually a Purdue coach. Like, everybody on the outside, they see what, like, is out there. Like, you know, kid gets an offer from Alabama. Like, they post that out there. But, like, nobody knows what that's like. Like, I had a couple offers That were like, we're going to offer you, but, like, we want you to come to camp in two months to prove it. Like, Mm -hmm. what what people say on the outside is just like, dang, like, this kid's got an offer. Like, he must be good. But, like, they don't know anything about, like, what's really happening behind the scenes. So, like, obviously, like, some of those schools that, like, you also have some schools that will just, you know, offer you because other people, you know, are offering Mm -hmm. you. and you know, they just want to make it harder for you to, you know, say no to one school and then pick another. But I mean, in the end of the day, like I could tell the coaches that you know were genuine about everything and like, <clears throat> you know, really wanted me to be a part of their program and like wanted me to help them be successful. So, I mean, obviously it, it's it's hard have to call someone and say no, you know, especially the ones that like really invested their time into recruiting you and you know making you a priority for them but i mean at the end of the day you just have to do what's best for you and you know make the right decision
1: who were the hardest calls to make
0: um i gotta say uh obvious, i think northwestern was one of the hardest ones to make um just because of you know the academic level at their school and then you know Um, Their coaching staff is is another really good coaching staff, you know, in the Big Ten and uh, on a national level. Um, Mm -hmm. Indiana was another really, really tough one to make because, I mean, (laughs) those coaches made me a priority since day one, like since they first offered me. I mean, uh, taking an official up there, you know, knowing a lot of people that go there and then, you know, Having to say no to them, I mean, that was really hard. That was really hard decision <laughs> for me to make. Sure. Um, I have to say, those were, and then Ohio State, Ohio State was, no, Ohio State and Notre Dame were, they kind of made it a little bit easier for me, but I mean, at the same time, like, those were two of my, like, dream schools growing up. So, like, wow. just saying that, like, I wasn't really considering it anymore was tough.
1: So what was it about Iowa? I mean, you're, I mean, I, I would assume that, you know, especially Indiana, Purdue, uh, yeah. Notre Dame, I mean, they're all pretty close to home. Iowa is one of yeah. the farther ones away from home. What was it that convinced you that that was the best fit for you?
0: I mean, like you said, like, they are, all those three schools you named are right up the road from me and like, I know just some of Iowa was different, you know, taking my official out there just getting to be with uh, some of the guys on the team and like just seeing it, seeing and, you know, hearing them like how they've developed since they got there and like just at the position they are now, like they should, they could have like four or five draft picks this year in the upcoming draft. So um, just the, the, the way they develop their players and, you know, just the, the coaching staff as well. Like you never hear, any coach, really, in today's world, staying in a school for as long as Coach parents has. Like, just the, the genuineness with their program and, like, how they run things and, you know, how they operate is just, it was really attractive to me. And that's one of the big reasons why I, I decided to go to Iowa.
1: Did you have anybody, maybe not even in your close circle, but just people around that were like Iowa? I mean, you got you got yeah. offers from, you got offers from all these schools. You can stay close to home, and you're going to Iowa.
0: Yeah, that was that was you know that goes back to what I said about you know people like not knowing everything yeah. that's going yeah, yeah. on the situation. Like all my friends at school, they're looking at me like when I committed. They're like. You had Notre Dame, like you had Ohio State. Like you realize that, right? And I was like, Yeah, I mean, I know, but you know, I just had to do what was best for me. But I mean, at the end of the day a lot of people were happy with the decision I chose and I mean they're gonna be supporting me, uh, hopefully for a lot of years to come.
1: Did your parents get it? Did they understand?
0: Uh at first my dad like I said, my dad <laughs> like I said earlier, he's he worries about me all the time. So he he was kind of, he wasn't really mad at first. He was just kind of shocked that I didn't pick Indiana. But uh-huh. I mean, now, now he, we took a, a visit during the season to the Penn State game when uh-huh. I played Penn State and like he was sold after that. So it's, he, he's all on board now. <laughs>
1: um, what's your relationship like with Coach Bell and, and what, uh, what makes him a guy that you feel like you can play for and will get the best out of you?
0: Oh, uh, it's really good. I mean, he's made I want to say two to three trips up to Culver uh to see me and then him and, uh coach parents came to a basketball game this year and I mean, just uh building a relationship with him has been good because you know, he's he keeps it real with you like I think the <laughs> other day the other day Jay um Jay Higgins they kept Buff. He posted something on Twitter, like, I think he was expecting it to get a laugh from Coach Bell or something, and he was like, um, <clears throat> I think two dudes were, like, holding him or whatever in a picture, and Coach Bell was like, I see a linebacker who's getting blocked and not doing what he's supposed to do, so, like, just, just little stuff like that, and, like, just we we i'm in a group chat with him and and jay and like we talk in there all the time and like it's it's just a real good relationship to have
1: that sounds like kelvin i uh <laughs> I, I remember when he played here i been i started covering iowa football back in 97 uh-huh. so i've seen a lot of guys coming through here and it doesn't surprise me he's on the staff now and yeah. and doing what he's doing and um Sounds like uh, sounds like you guys have a good relationship. What's your relationship like with other guys in the class beyond Jay?
0: Um, we're all we're all pretty close. I mean, we're in a um, we're in a group chat together too, um, and we we talk in there all the time. And then obviously when I took my official, they were all there, and we all hung out um, at night and stuff. And then when I went to the Penn State game, we all hung out and stuff there, but. Oh, no, I stay in touch with most of them on social media um, here and there. But, I mean, we're all pretty pretty close and connected.
1: Do you guys talk about what you want to accomplish as a class when you get to Iowa?
0: Um, I'm sure sometimes we do, but most of the time, you know, we just talk about regular guy stuff, I guess <laughs> you could say. You know, we just make jokes about each other and, you know, just just have a good time.
1: You know, we talked about Northwestern, Notre Dame. Uh, Uh Michigan. Some of the, you know, just from an academic stand, Vanderbilt academic Mm -hmm. standpoint, some really, really, and Iowa's a a really good academic school too. Obviously, all the Big Ten schools are. What do you want to study when you get to college, and how important are the academic side of this?
0: I'm I'm going to study uh sports science when I get to, when I get to to Iowa. I mean, I think. Obviously, academics is the most important thing because not everybody gets that opportunity to go to the NFL. So it's important, you know, to have a good degree, to fall back on, you know, just in case the NFL doesn't work out. I mean, obviously, going into play, uh, going into college to play at this level, your main goal is to, you know, to get to the NFL. But, I mean, it's always good to have backup plans.
1: Um. From a football perspective, mm-hmm. um, I think it was either January or, or February on signing day when we had a, a press conference with Coach Ferris. He was really complimentary of you and, and felt like you're a guy that could come in and play right away. Is that the goal? Do you want to get here and get on the field right away?
0: I mean, if that's what they think is best for the team, then, I mean, yeah, I mean, I'm all for it. You know, my. I'm not going in with, you know, the mindset like, okay, I got to beat this guy, I got to beat this guy out. Like, I just want to go in every day, you know, get better, you know, just be the best version of myself that I can be for the team. You know, if that leads to early playing time, then, I mean, that's just icing on the cake. But, you know, I just want to go in and, you know, you know, just build some connections with a lot of people academically and on the sports side of everything and, like, just, you know, have a good time.
1: When you look at Iowa defensively, Deontay, what what stands out to you and what do you feel like, especially at your position, you need to do to show the coaches that you can get on the field
0: early? I mean, they're, if you look at Iowa's defensive numbers, I think they were like fifth in the country in scoring this year, allowing just 14 points a game. And I mean, they they limit their big plays. And like that's one thing I noticed this year uh, when watching their games, like I never saw Opponents get downfield plays on them like hardly ever. And I mean, <clears throat> I just think that just starts starts with the D line. I mean, they they gotta set the tone up front. Um, you know, setting setting the line of scrimmage. And I mean, I just think if I just go in with the mindset, you know, just being aggressive, you know, just wanting to get better, and you know, just wanting to be a leader, then everything else will fall into place.
1: And the openings there. Um, yeah. I think. Well, I, I wrote about this. I think Iowa's lost what is it, seven or eight yeah. starters off the defensive line the last two years. So the, yeah. the opportunity's there, and I'm sure you know that.
0: Yeah, for sure. I, I've been. I, I I saw. I think I saw. It might not have been yours, but I saw a similar article the other day, and I was reading through it. So.
1: Well. Um, I'm glad Deontay Vines was nice enough to reach out to you and get this together because this has been a really enjoyable podcast, and uh, I think think you're one of those guys we're going to see on the field this year, and, and I'm sure after listening to this, a lot of Hawkeye fans are going to be excited to, to cheer you on.
0: I hope so. That's the goal.
1: All right, Deontay. Well, I appreciate you taking the time. I hope everything works out well. Be safe, be healthy, and uh, we'll catch up with you when you get here, okay?
0: All right, thanks. Sounds good. Have a great day. All uh, right, you too. Thank you. Bye. Yep. bye.